Hello, everybody. Welcome to Coffee Time with Byron. I am your host, Byron. This is episode number 107. Uh, got a shout out to my sponsors and how I do the promotion with Podcast One. I'm in partnership with them. Uh, also, my sponsor is betonline.net. We got a lot of betting going on right now between NHL games, college football is strong, they just had their championship games, you got NBA going on, uh, MMA, who I got an MMA fighter on right now, they're going strong, you can bet on the fights, good luck, I personally don't do it because I know I would lose, but hey, if you're willing to give up money, that's on you, go ahead, but it's a good website, I've seen it, so Kudos to betonline.net. Use the promo code PODCAST1 and get 50% off. And bam, boola, you got that online and you can bet on your games as much as you want. But on to the interview. We got current MMAer Nadine. Matt, oh, I hope I'm saying this correctly, last name. Correct me if I'm wrong or not. Um, Mandel, right? <laughs> Say that again? Mondio. Okay, Mondio. Okay, okay. Yeah, Perfect. there you go. Yeah. Got it. I usually like try to, because it's the same way at the, at the any any of the fights that I've been in, the announcers are like, how do I? And I'm like, phonetically, I'm like, mon, and then D, and then O. Like, I like spell it out that way. So I always try to make it easier for people. But even in Belgium, it gets mispronounced. So well, I've been I, used I to believe it. it. I believe it. So let's hop right to it. I know this is far from MMA, but your country, Belgium, we just, we're in the middle of the World Cup. My country just lost to, today. I knew it was going to, uh, uh, kudos, I'm taking it as a step up. I mean, we're better, I guess you could say we're not really in, into soccer, U.S. is that much, but we did, we, we did pretty good, I'd say. Now, you guys kind of were favorites. Your country was Belgium, and so was Germany in that. What do you make of that, like, the, the some upsets? Like, there's been some quite a bit of upsets in the World Cup. I'm actually going to be very honest with you. I haven't been following it as much. We've been so busy with moving, with just getting everything ready here. We've been busy with the gym and just, like, for me to try to get back to training that – I'm just like right now in our new place, we don't have a TV or anything. Oh, true, <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm, I, I hear people talk about it. Um, and actually I had that conversation with one of the parents of the kids that I teach today, like just kind of about soccer and how the U S is, is now starting to come up. Like you said, like they're not doing bad because money is finally starting to flow towards it. Right. Mm -hmm. People are actually starting to invest in it and that's going to, the resources are a big thing. Right. Yep. Um, but for Belgium, um, I'm excited. Like, I know, I think it was two World Cups ago. Like, we beat USA, so that was a very fun yeah. time at the bar with, for me. Yep. Yeah, you guys did, uh, yep. But then you guys got eliminated this year. It's like, dang, that is a huge upset. You guys didn't even make it past the first round. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's you or Germany, and Germany has a pretty good team. Yeah. So yeah, because what is it? It's Brazil now. Argentina, I think. Yeah, Brazil, Argentina. You got four teams from Asia in it, which is a shocker. I know South Korea is one for sure. Japan's the other. I don't know about the other two. Netherlands. So, questions. Yeah, what's up? Can you go to bet online and bet on the World Cup? Yeah. 
All right. That's good to know. Yeah, you can do that. You can bet on anything there. They have it. Just use the promo right, code. Awesome. Just use the promo code podcast one. Get fifty percent off. All right, I got you. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about your life story from growing up in Belgium. How'd you get your nickname? Too much. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Um, so, born and raised in Belgium in a small town, Bich. Um, I moved around a lot as a kid because of my dad's work and just my parents in general, but. Um, uh, I was young, dumb, and in love at 17, mm-hmm. met a guy, mm-hmm. you know, wanted to pursue that, moved to his country with him, um, didn't work out, I was way too young, I had a lot of things that I just still need to work on as a person, And uh, but I had already started college, and I was also too stubborn to go back home with my tail between my legs, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. And it's the same thing that I, whenever I had to go to the embassy, it was like, hey, you know, I'm paying taxes. I'm going to college. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do everything to be a good citizen. I would like to get my citizenship. Mm-hmm. And they told me that I was, I would be able on the five-year mark to come and get it on my own. So I was like, all right, we'll do that. And so I became a citizen in 2015, I believe. Nice. So tell yeah. how did you get your... Uh... Now get into your MMA life. How'd you get the nickname too much? Who gave it to um, you? Oh, that was actually my very first MMA coach here in San Diego, Tony Palafox. Um, and it was from my very first amateur fight. Um, I was, I, I have a infatuation, I guess, with wolves, right? I, I, that's my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have something like that, something loba loca or something with, with the wolf. And, um, my coach just told me straight up, he's like, you don't, you don't get to pick your nickname. Like you have to earn it. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it works. And I was like, oh, okay. And then after my first fight, we were rewatching it, going over the tape and just kind of like seeing like, okay, what do we need to improve on? What did, did we do well? And, um, the commentary kept saying like, oh, she's just too much. Nadine is just too much for her too much. And it was a big upset because the girl that I fought, it was my very first amateur mm-hmm. MMA fight. And she was four and one at the time. And, um, so it was a big upset that I was too much for her. And so my coach was like, all right, there you go. Nadine too much. Mandio. Now let's talk about your division, the flyweight. Now, obviously the women have quite a bit of different divisions than the men. You guys got, um, straw weight, flyweight. I don't know if you guys have bantam weight as well. Yep. Bantam weight is 135. Okay. Uh, any of those other ones would you like to get into as well? Because, or do you just want to stick to flyweight? So that's actually the, the funny thing about that. As an amateur, I fought at a catch weight 120. That was my very first fight. I have fought mm-hmm. at 125. Um, I have actually also fought at 135, and then I have the Tough Enough um, amateur title. I have the belt still um, for 115, so I was able to cut down the 115 back in the day. Um, And so my very first, when I first started my pro career, we tried to stay at 115, um, and then COVID, and just with my length, you know, um, you'll, you'll see that if you if you watch some of my fights on YouTube, the comments, I always get the crazy comments about, how I'm in the wrong weight class and then get called a man and you know, all of that. So it just comes with the sport. It it does. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but um, so it was just kind of like, okay, maybe maybe I need to kind of reconsider it. And then after COVID, and I had a little layoff with COVID too. Here in California, they're a little stricter on that too. Um, yeah, I definitely, I went up a weight class. <laughs> yeah, so tell us about that experience of the COVID year. Obviously, you were jumping around between promotions. What did they tell you around um, around that time of that you were happening um, your promotions that you were with or underground, whatever you were doing, what they tell you with the COVID? Cause obviously there had to be no fans, especially you, like you said, you were based in California where they were really, really strict. So yeah. how'd that go? How'd that year turn about with COVID? Um, COVID for me was in general, just, um, a rough time because one, um, our gym just completely closed. And even when other gyms started opening up again, they stayed closed for over a year. Um, mm-hmm. I switched gyms. I went to other training partners, uh, other like I found other training partners. I found other locations to go to. Um, but also when COVID first started, I caught RSV, mm-hmm. which is um, usually for adults, not that big of a deal, right? Kids, it's very dangerous. Yep, my daughter's um, had but, it quite a bit. Yep, I know. Yep. Oh my gosh, yeah, see? And, um, well, because I have a reactive airway disease, I was telling mom rad, um, it, it knocked me out. I was bedridden for more than two months. So that definitely, I mean, that definitely made me take a step back. Um, so that was a part of COVID, then trying to, like, recover from that, from changing gyms. I was trying to follow my head coach at the time, um, wherever he was going. And, yeah, it was it was definitely, um, it definitely put a stop on, on that journey because I had this, like, plan, you know, like, oh, I'm going to be going to be in the big leagues at this time and mm-hmm. this is my age you know I, I as a female we don't have i don't feel like we have as long as we want um unless you're, and, a, big, and unless you're a big time superstar yeah unless exactly yeah so my I, plan I was to be like all right let me get there and then we can start talking about my husband and i like maybe getting family getting everything settled and then i can go back to fighting but just at the level that I'm at right now, like, I, I don't think I could afford it. I don't think I would go back to fighting and get to a level where I want to get. So it's just kind of like I'm, I'm fighting against time on that one. Well, yeah, you're what? What would you say? Your early 30s? I mean, you still got, like, plenty of time in the sport. I mean, if you... Put- I do, but then with kids, I mean, it's, you know... True, true. That's true. If you want yeah. kids, yeah. But that just depends, like you said, if you really want to train that hard to, and well, that that that'd be yeah, that'd be up to you. It'd be you'd be willing yeah. to. So I, I I totally get you on that. So, um, now since you were down those two months, like you said, and and it wasn't COVID related, uh, did you feel like maybe your career was over then, or did you think you would bounce, be able to bounce back from that? Um, I never thought my career was over, but I did know like it was going to take some extra, <laughs> some um, extra perseverance, I guess, in that sense. Um, I was just not ready to quit yet. I, I, I know. And even now, like I know I've had a few losses in my record. Um, people, when they just look at my record, you know, they're probably wondering like, why is she still doing this? But I'm just, I'm not done with it yet. I know the potential that I have and I know how I want to keep going. So even COVID, something like the world is on a shutdown, wasn't enough for me to be like, all right, let's give it up. (laughs) 
for me, it was just like, all right, well, what are we going to do? I'm, I'm one, we, how are we going to keep this up? I'm one that agrees with you. Record doesn't say all, and it doesn't care what promotion you're in either. I mean, record doesn't, hey, if you still love it, you love it. Do it. And I've been with amazing promotions in the past. Like, I, I think as a, the journey of fighting, I have a lot of experience. I've gone against a lot of great martial artists um, and a lot of different promotions, pretty high-level promotions. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that part for sure so let's let's talk about your latest one that you're part of bellator uh first off i want to talk to you about that one fight you've had so far it was a unanimous decision loss tell us about that fight and what were you what were you going into thinking about that fight going in um so actually so as an amateur my only loss was to Samiko. She was the last fight I had as an amateur, and um, it was I was the one fifteen belt holder, and she was the one twenty five belt holder for Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that one ended eh, pretty quickly. First round with amateur TKO. If you get if you drop, you know they stop the fight. Um, so for me, this was in a way like I wanted to take my power back. You know, I feel like that it, it started for me like the down downhill, I guess. Um, so I was like, I want to take my power back. I want to show, you know, how far I've gotten. And I mean, she's a great fighter and she's also like she has the resources, right? Like she's been helped. She's like the next star in Bellator. I feel like, you know, she's definitely heading that direction, like Alima's direction as a Hawaiian mm-hmm. um, MMA fighter as well. And so, like, I just knew, like, I had to make a statement in the fight, whether I win or lost. And I do think I did that because um, I had people, I, again, YouTube or Internet or whatever, people saying, you know, um, I shouldn't even be doing this fight. I didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. I had people saying, um, what was it again? Oh, I was easy money. Um, different things like that. And so I was like, okay, like I have, I have to show them like, again, the record, I know what the record says, but I've also like, you should look at the fights that I've had and you should look at the people that I fought. You know, my very first pro fight was against Vanessa Demopoulos. Yep. Yep. She's now in the UFC, you know? And so it's, it's, it's like, I've, I don't know. I've earned my dues. So now, are you under still under contract with them? Did they give you a contract, or how did that process work with Bellator? No, it was just a one fight contract. Um, I'm we, we're still because my coach, my coach now Manolo Hernandez, he's in contact with them, and he was actually Alima's coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're I'm trying trying to get into the next LA card in February because I think that one that would give me enough time to have an actual camp because I think the most I've had as a camp is six weeks which is like a decent time but there's people who have like two to three months as a camp you know right um I mean I've taken fights on three weeks notice before um also a reason why probably my record wasn't (laughs) what it should be um but I'm hoping for that. I, I definitely, I definitely love the promotion. I think it's a great promotion. They take really great care of their fighters. Um, just the people in the show, the people who were helping, it, it was, it was an amazing experience. So if I 
could stay with them, I would be very, very happy. Uh, compared to your other promotions, I know you you had a cup of tea with the Bellator so far. I, and obviously, I've seen you spend most time with LFA, which is also sister to UFC, because I see it on my fight pass all the time. Uh, can you compare the two, or is there any difference between the two? Um, I would say Bellator, and definitely now the way that they're heading, is more at the same level as the UFC, right? They're trying to get to that um like name wise brand wise but also like how the fighters that they have and then what they're doing for them i think pay scale too mm-hmm. um lfa lfa is considered more of like a feeder for the ufc so it's a great promotion to get in like it's not just a you know little hometown little show it's it's they go all over the states so i think that was amazing for me to get into it was the first time where i had like interviews and stuff like that um but i do think bellator is 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 a little next step on that one i i do want to Hope I don't get anybody mad about that. But <laughs> I think, you know, LFA, and then you've seen LFA fighters. Like, oh, yeah. they on the oh, page, yeah. it says, got signed with Bellator, got yep. signed with the UFC. You know, like, to them, that is the next step. Now, I got to talk about the other two promotions, too, we have yet to talk about. Uh, have you been out, reached out to them? Uh, have you been, re- have, have they reached out to you at all? Uh, PFL, which I think is ESPN. And one, I think, used to be on TNT. I don't know what channel it is now. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't been. I haven't been re- reached out by them. Um, that's another promotion, like PFL. Like again, they're on the come up, right? They're they're. You see so many of the fighters, and you see what their payouts are. That's what's getting everybody like really excited about it. Um, one championship. I do know a girl. Um, that fights for them. And then actually Itsuki, she came down to our gym and actually I got to practice with her. That was awesome. Um, so again, like those are the promotions, like I hope like to have those next step steps with, but I don't know necessarily like how, how I would, how they would, how I'd contact them, you know, like, am I, I don't know if I'm a draw for them. Like even with Bellator, it was because it was hometown, right? Like right. they're five yep. pound people. Um, they, they try to make it as beneficial as possible for them, which you have to do as a promotion, you know? So yeah. um, that's actually, it's funny because that's one of the reasons I'm really trying to get with cage warriors. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yep. I see that on fight pass too. I've seen, I, I've seen snippets of quite a bit of those too. Yeah. Yep. So they're actually, uh, they originated in Europe, in the UK, and um, as somebody from Belgium, like, I remember when I first turned pro in 2017, I emailed them, and I was mm-hmm. like, I want my pro debut in, you know, in the Europe, and I want my family to be able to come, um, and so anytime they had fights, because now they're in San Diego, the owner actually lives Move. in San Diego now. Yep. So okay. yeah, so they they have um, shows here, and I'm always like, you know, like if you need anything, yeah, <laughs> like I'm up, always right? like emailing them. Yep, hit me up, right? I want to fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm always emailing them. Um, I'm not getting any responses yet, but um, like that would be that's one of the things that is definitely on my bucket list is to be able to fight close to home one day. Now you said you're um, uh, you're with uh, you got your own gym. Obviously not now because you said you're still building it and you're in a process of that still. Um, before before uh, 
let's say you're okay your your other gym before this one did you have any fighters that you think might come out of it but that have been you know that might be something of someday that we should be on the lookout for oh i mean back at victory that's where i originally trained um yeah at that time we had like taylor johnson we had lazy bone jones lazy bones jones um we had ufc fighter hold on i don't know why i'm blanking right now um shoot i can't believe i'm blanking right now all good you're good (laughs) (laughs) sorry but like my my coach the um tony palafox at the time like he's been with people like miles fury right they Mm -hmm. came then trained with him um he had some of the fighters like taylor because taylor was a bigger person like he had um phil davis come down to go with him like he was like all these names like already got surrounded by that like that caliber uh very early on thanks to that gym um and then now because the the gym that I work at it's actually my husband is one of the owners there's about three owners but he's one of the owners and mm-hmm. I'm a kids coach mm-hmm. but we're also kind of affiliated or we were like it's a long story but we were with Ten Planet San Diego and that's where Manolo my head coach is from mm-hmm. and so I get that that's where most of my MMA like that's where I have my my MMA teammates I'll put it that way um, and I mean we've got some great talent that's come out of there Lima is is like the the most well-known but now Juliana Miller um so she won the tough and then she had her first UFC fight coming up like she's definitely um bringing out you know some some spotlight to the gym um then Pearl Pearl is still at the gym she's back in in San Diego so Pearl Gonzalez she's like now trying to follow the boxing um boxing career so it's I don't know. We definitely already have that. I'm thinking people that we would be on the lookout for. I think a lot of them are still, a lot of the guys are still in their amateur. Uh, yeah, they're still probably in their amateur. And I think Eli, Elijah Davis, um, he is one of the guys who's fighting for Cage Warriors. Um, he's over 40, so it's like a really big... Um, like it's 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 really awesome to have somebody like to actually show like okay you can still do it you know like this is possible and yeah like he's putting that in he's putting the work in and he's there and he's he's like being that um example basically and so um he'd definitely be somebody to to um to follow because i think in his last fight for here in San Diego, so he has these like really awesome Hawaiian themed um, shirts, button up shirts. Um, Steve O was actually wearing one of them. Steve O was here, and my coach had a picture with him, and so yeah, so I think he's definitely is he, coming. Is he as fun? Did you did you get to meet Steve O? Is he as crazy as he is on camera? <laughs> I actually wasn't there for the fights. It was Damn. already sold out. That's another thing. Cage Warriors like sells out like boom i'm like oh my god um so i'm thinking also maybe that they're gonna have to end up going to like bigger venues here in san diego but yeah that was i didn't get to now before we get into your fights i gotta ask you ultimately what made you decide to want to get into mma did you watch it somewhere uh, growing up what what ultimately got you into wanting to be an mma fighter 
Oh, um, so so the guy that I moved for to like to the states um, after we broke up, I got a little chunky and decided I needed to start working out. Started to lose weight, but I'd never really been somebody like we don't we don't have sports like you have here in high school, right? Like it's a lot different. It's like outside of school. Um, and like weightlifting, I didn't know how to lift weights. So I just knew how to run on a treadmill and that was the most boring thing ever. So, um, one of my friends back in Macon, Georgia was like, Oh, why don't you come check out rush MMA, rush MMA here in Macon? Um, like we've got cardio kickboxing for the girls. Like you would love it. And I was like, yeah, I want to hit thing. (laughs) I'll do that. Um, and it just kind of went from there. Like I never thought I was going to be a fighter. I never, I just started the cardio kickboxing. Then I ended up actually working at the gym as a front desk girl and, um, front desk person. And my, the, the owner and my coach at the time was like, Hey, you know, you need to, you need to get into jujitsu. And I, I mm-hmm. didn't even think I was going to like jujitsu. Like why? And I'm like, that's so sweaty and you know personal i didn't i didn't think i was gonna like it i'm like i like to hit things you know i was that person and he's like yeah but if you're gonna be a person up on the the front desk like you need to know what you're talking about you need to know the product and so i started jujitsu fell in love with that um started competing more and then being around the guys there that were fighting um i was just kind of like okay like i want to be in the cage one day one time (laughs) Just one time, you know, like it's on my bucket list. That was actually how it was, but I needed health insurance. Right. So I waited until I finished college, got my big girl job. And I was like, and that's when I moved to San Diego. And I was like, I want to be a fighter. I want to do it. There you go. Hey, what a way to get into it, right? I know. It was just like, because I remember back in the day when I first started training at Rush and people would be like that, like, oh, have you seen this girl fighter? Like you would be that one day. And I would just like roll my eyes at them I'm like what are you saying like that's just crazy and here i am now <laughs> exactly a professional mma fighter about ready to get her next fight but by the way i gotta ask you before we get into that when do you have a specific next fight now that you know of? no um we're 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 talking to a few different promotions like the um peak fighting in arkansas um well arkansas texas they kind of have like in between mm-hmm. um Cause I really, that was a really fun organization. I really loved working with them. Um, their cage too is huge. That was one of the things that I was like, okay, we've got some room. We've got some room <laughs> to play with. Um, but just in general too, like that was the very first time I was on an, um, uh, my English is like just leaving me right now. No worries. On like a press conference. It was like the very first time I was on a press conference. I was like, oh my God. You know, like it was, it was, it was a really cool experience for me. And I think like leading up to something like Bellator, I was like, okay, this is good. You know, this is that step, like those little steps yeah. I need to take now. Um, so we were talking to them a little bit. You know, we're trying to talk to Bellator. Um, Cage Warriors is actually doing a reality tv show kind of like a like a tough yeah yeah and so i applied to that because you know like my mom always said a no is what you have and a yes is what you can get don't hurt to yep exactly so yeah we're just throwing it out there i'm definitely not done i'm definitely i i i i'm getting better every day i'm just working hard and i'm just kind of like okay i can't wait to actually prove it you know i can't wait to actually have that fight where i'm like 
this is what I'm capable of. I'm, I'm going to show you all and I'm going to keep it up. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep rising. So your first professional fight, as we got into it a little bit, like you said, was against now current UFC, Vanessa Demaropoulos. You unfortunately lose that first fight by submission armbar. Tell us about that fight going into that fight. Uh, what'd you expect from that fight? Um, it was interesting because we, we went into the fight and I think Vanessa is like five, three, five. She's, she's very short. She's very tiny and straw weight. And I was like, I've got reach. I've got, you know, I had all these ideas. Um, and it was actually funny cause my husband at the time was like, you need to practice your armor defense. You need to work on this. You need like, I've watched her. This is what she does. And, but we had this whole other game plan, you know? And, um, and I felt like my striking, I, 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 definitely think like that's why she tried to take it to the ground as fast as possible mm-hmm. and i th- think that's happened with a few of my fights you know people have a hard time standing up with me um so i had that scramble and i got in her guard and for some reason i just remembered going oh yeah i have elbows <laughs> and like reaching forward all the way to try to get an elbow and like immediately getting just break like her breaking down my posture and getting the arm you know like I gave it I presented it to her and so it was just a it was just a very good lesson and also going in there just like understanding like hey you know this is it's not a joke like I can't be here and think like these girls like I'm gonna smoke them or anything like this is this is not um and at first I was trying to like I have that hard time. I'm trying to be nice to people, but then I'm like in the cage, I can't be nice. And she was trying to be so nice to me afterwards. And I just didn't know what to do. Cause right. I was like, right. I don't know how to react. <laughs> so, but she, yeah, she's, a, she's an awesome person. I, I'm very happy for her and like the way her career is gone. So it's, it's in a way it's like bittersweet, right? Because you're like, Oh my God, like right. I went against a person. Like that's where they are right now. Yeah. I'm still here. But on the other hand, I'm like, no, like, that's also because that's what she's been working for. And that's how, you know, like. Now, did you know to tap right away or did the ref stop it for you to save you against yourself? Because you know how some athletes are. They like to spread through the pain to try and get through it anyhow. So what happened there? Did did the refs stop it or did you just say I'm done right away? Um. I did scream, <laughs> but that was because it was getting to a point where I was like, okay, this is not going to work. She was, she was actually going more belly down. Um, and yeah, I remember just going, ah, <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so, 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 yeah. so there you go. So basically a verbal tap out. Yeah. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. So you, it was a verbal see, tap at out. You know when, like, okay. At least you know when to stop. <laughs> Even though I'm sure you don't want to, but you you know when to stop. <laughs> I know it's that afterwards you're like, if I could have hold on to it a little bit, maybe I would. You know, you you think that way, but it's it's all very different when you're in that situation and yeah. there's no time to think, and it's just like, this is my reaction. This is what it is. We're going with it. <laughs> That's right, exactly. So you had your second fight a couple months later. You win by unanimous decision against Melissa Cervantes, which that name kind of sounds familiar. Kind of. Thunder Rosa. Yes. Now tell us about that fight. What what went on in that fight? Um. Well, 
because this was her very first fight, um, I remember, if I remember correctly, like we only did three-minute rounds instead of five-minute rounds because there was definitely a few times, like I think in the second round, like I had mounds and that's when I split her open with elbows and there was blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I feel like had I had more time, it might have been... Uh, I might have been able to finish it, but I mean, what if, right? There's so many what ifs. No, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And so going in, I was just kind of like, oh, what? well, is this girl, like, does this girl know anything? Like, does does she, is this going to be a worthy opponent? Because I also was very stubborn on that fact. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want easy opponents. I don't right. want people to just, I'm like, I'm a fighter and that's what you do. Um and so I definitely, again, got proven wrong. Like, she had her jiu-jitsu uh, as a background. She definitely knew how to take a punch. She definitely knew how to keep working. Like, and that's the one thing, too. Like, wrestlers, they do go through a, a very rigor, like, rigorous, like, training, right? Like, yeah. the like they have to be athletic. They have to be strong. They have to be, you know, able to endure a lot. So... That was that was also fun, and she was super nice afterwards. I really loved her. I got to see her the next day as we were leaving. Her and her son, I believe, and so yeah, it was it was a good experience. There you go. Couldn't say anything about that's what you gotta love about the sport, right? You get good. And she's doing awesome now too. She's like, cause she's won the belts and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, she's she's very so- very amazing. Unfortunately, then you go on a four-match losing streak. You lose four in a row, unfortunately, and that's post-pandemic era. Uh, tell us about those fights and what do you think could have went different in those fights? Um, I think I think Claire was my third fight. Claire played a very smart game. Again, I think with my striking, I gave her a harder time. Um, you can't really see it on the YouTube videos because for some reason there's a glitch in the first minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, if like what I remember, right? But then again, it's always different until you see it afterwards. Right. But I felt I felt good standing um, and they had a great game plan to like, she knew like what my weakness was. They, you know, they and they exploited it. They They kept wrestling me. They kept taking me down, pinning me. And I mean, it was a tough fight. Like she, I kept trying to go for things, but she wasn't letting me. She kept her hips where she needed to be. She kept her pressure. Like she, she played a very smart fight. And so I was like, okay, like very impressed by that too. And I mean, same thing with her. Like she's doing great things right now too. Like she was definitely a worthy opponent. Um, number four. Who was number four? Uh, let's see. I got it right here. Number four. Oh. That was LFA as well. Um, yeah, number four was Taylor Mar- Maudlin. Maudlin, yes. Um, honestly, I felt like that should have been a split. If anything, I, I, again, I made the mistake of being comfortable on my back and trying to go for submission. She mm-hmm. had the takedowns, right? Um, and that's like, that's where she, she, she edged me, I guess. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Claire fight. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like I so was. So in your I heart, you think it should have been a split, like a draw. You, 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 you should have uh, been not, like. Not necessarily a draw. And I don't want to take away to win from her either. Because like, she definitely came in and, and did what she needed to do. But mm-hmm. 
looking at it and like the different attacks that I was able to do as well and my striking and and just I I felt I felt like it could have gone either way in that sense. So I, I was surprised I when it wasn't unanimous. I feel you because those fights are I've seen even though I'm not an MMA or I've ever fought but most of the fights I've seen between all of UFC, you know, WEC when that was around, Pride. Uh, yeah, those some some fights are really tough to judge, honestly. I mean, I can't look at them and it's like, how did the judges do this? <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like, you're in, in, in my in my head, I'm thinking jiu-jitsu, and I'm like, well, she's in my guard. I'm the one in control, but that's not MMA. MMA is like, no, she's the one on top. Like, yeah. you're getting, you know, like, so it's, 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 just growing with that too, like understanding the sport, the sport better every time, you know. And then your next one after her, you then fought Fernanda Munez. Tell us about that one. What you um, definitely in that one? I definitely had the first round. I feel like my striking was on point for that fight. I felt so like. Here's the interesting thing. I didn't feel like I was. I, I felt like nothing was working. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched the fight after, and I was like, oh, my striking was actually, like, I looked good. Um, and But I think I was just mentally already just, you know, dealing with the last two losses and going in there and just being like, I got to, you know, like having a lot of weight on my shoulders. And so I, I didn't feel like I was doing as good as I was. And then I think also that's one of the reasons why I, I did give up quicker than I should have been able to fight that, you know, like fight the arm bar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like looking back at that fight, I'm just like, God, I should have just, you know, just stick to the game plan. Just did the first first round like we were doing a great job. Um, I was piecing her, you know, like I was, I was staying on the outside, like keeping her against the cage in and out. Like it was nice. Um, she got a few good shots into, like, it was a good fight, but then, yeah, when we went to the ground and I gave up my arm, I was like, God dang it. Now, how, obviously you guys have corners and they tell you, be, uh, be, uh, during rounds and during rounds when the crowd's going crazy, like while you're, you guys are actually fighting in the rounds. Now, do you guys actually listen mostly to your corners or is there like some where you think oh i got this fight that i could take it without listening to you guys like how does that how does that work at times oh no i'm i'm that person that's like very literal and i think that's one of the things in the in my last fight in the bellator fight because we'd worked about like getting her into the cage so even when i lifted up that single instead of just doing a trip which i do almost weekly in practice right because that's one of my favorite takedowns yeah. i was just like do the cage and i'm like <laughs> and then i'm just getting stuck there not finishing the takedown so i i think in my head i'm very like i i need to open that up a little bit my linear thinking mm-hmm. um but this fight it was my very first fight with manolo as now my new head coach um, so still getting used to that, still getting used to tuning into him and understanding what he's saying. Right. Because it, it, they all have their different vocabulary for things, right? Like different code right. almost. And so, right. um, that was the experience too. That was rough because I think after that fight, I was like, all right, like 
maybe I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> like, I can't believe I got hard bar. You know, it was just, that one was a, was a rough loss to take. But, um, I mean, again, I was stubborn, and then Monday I was back in the gym, so. There you go, exactly. That's what you got to do, right? So then, yep. um, after Fernanda, you fight Jasmine uh, Navarrete. I, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Sorry if I'm butchering it. Uh, what do you think you could have done differently? Because that was also a unanimous decision. Or do you think yeah. you actually won that fight? Uh, I won that fight. I, 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 my coach thought I won that fight. Um, people, you know, people that were watching. That's why I asked. Friend, if you really truly, that's why I asked. Do you think you won? That's why I asked that question. When I see you now, like with, with like with Taylor, I was just kind of like you know it went back and forth like this was a split, but I mean with this too, like I felt like I was pressuring against the cage. I had great cage control because we had worked on my wrestling, right? We had realized like, hey, people are taking you down because your striking is great. They don't want to stand up. They're going to take you to the ground. They're going to pressure you. Yep. So that's one of the biggest thing that we've been working on. Um, Angel Ramirez is my wrestling coach, and he is. I mean, such an amazing coach in the fact, like, his analytics, like, just, like, he breaks it. Like, he will watch every one of my fight and then every one of my opponent's fight and just be, like, this and this. And, you know, like, just so, like, I mean, amazing. And, like, this is what's going to happen and this is what what, what might work and this is what, you know, you're going to have to be aware of. And he's just very um, aware of, of, I mean, not just aware, he's very, like, knowledgeable and so we were that was our game plan you know like all right let's start using this wrestling we've been working on it and so i remember my coach being pretty upset after the fight and then i was actually not as upset because i was like that was a good fight like i showed you know i came in and showed what i've been working on i I came and showed my improvements so i was happy about that but then my coach was kind of frustrated with me on that because he's like you shouldn't be okay with this He was like, "You shouldn't be okay with this loss," and I'm like, "I mean, I'm not okay with it. It yeah. sucks. Like, what a can loss. you do? I mean, yeah, you can't do nothing if the, you can't control what the judges think." But it's it's crazy though because even the uh, the owner um, came up to me afterwards, Alex, and was just like, "He's like unanimous." Like even even he was saying like, "What?" So yeah, to to me that fight, I was like, you know what? Like, um, I'm gonna own it up. I'm. If we need to redo it, I'll redo it. <laughs> hey, who knows? You might actually get that fight even in the future again. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. Things happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially talk to that owner again. Whoever that fu- If she's still in that organization. I mean, hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was UWC, which, again, was a really, like, I really like the organization. I've, I've been... I've been very lucky with the organizations I've gotten into. And, like, I think, like, it's, MMA has come a long way. It has. It, I, I, can, I, can, I can tell you that from a fact, from, like, watching in the early days of UFC when they had no idea how much of a sport that was going to grow. Yeah. I don't think the Gracies even knew how big it was going to be when they first started. That's who set up the first TV deal with SEG back in the day. That, I mean, I don't think they even knew that the sport was going to grow out to be like this. Yeah. Just goes to show. I mean, and that was what? Damn. I'm 31. Damn. And that was in 93 when the first show was. I was about to say that was 90, 92 or 93. 93, yeah. It's like, damn. God, how much this sport has grown. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, I mean, 
In another way, it's making it a lot harder for people now because back in the day, it was really like you are in this one, like you're karate, mm-hmm. like or you are, you know. And it was really like style versus style, and just yeah. to see. But nowadays, it's like no mixed martial artists, and you have to make sure that you know everything because just one is not gonna it's not gonna save you in there. No, like you no. need to be well rounded mm-hmm. and your training needs to be that way too, you know? So it's, it's definitely like you're an athlete for doing MMA, like 100%. 100%, without doubt, without doubt. So after that, you get your second win. You fight a little bit later on that year in August against Katie Strite. You win by unanimous. Did you feel it was unanimous that you, that you yes. won by that? Yeah, I wanted, I mean... I definitely wanted to finish that. I had the back. I, there was definitely some moments where I thought like the ref was going to come in and then I don't, I need to, I need to like make sure that I tune into that and just kind of like use my killer instinct. Right. But I'm just so used to like, Oh, okay. Like, they're going to call it and then I'm letting off and then I'm like, Oh wait, they're not calling it. And I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, she was she was very tough in that sense. Like she, I had that uh, had an arm choke on her at one point. Like there was definitely a few times where I'm like, okay, like she's she does she's not gonna go away just like that. So it ended up being unanimous, but it was definitely and that's one of the reasons why this fight was so important to me. It was definitely like the commentators then first asked me how I got the name too much. But then also where afterwards, like, you were too much, you know? Like, I, I right. gained it back, got my name back. I earned it back. Um, and so that was that was a very, oh, that was a very amazing experience. And the fact that my little sister was with me. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, she, she was, um, she actually came to visit. It was her very first time in the U.S. It wasn't the best experience in the sense that I was in fight camp. So, like, it was very hard to take her to places and mm-hmm. eat all the things and <laughs> And it's like, she had to come with me. I'm like, I got to go to the gym. I go to the gym in the morning for hours. I go in the gym at night. I got to teach. And then I train afterwards. Like, And so she got to see that, though. She got to see that life, too. I think that inspired her a little bit. Um, and just having her there for at that win, like being able to hold her in the cage was, yeah, amazing. So a couple more questions before I let you go here. Um, if you weren't doing MMA... What would you be doing with your life, would you say, if you never got into the sport of MMA? Gosh. Okay. So I originally wanted to become a high school teacher. That's actually how I ended up meeting uh, an American at, at, at when I was 17. That's how I got, came, got an American boyfriend was because um, in Belgium, like your senior year, you already have to do basically like a... a like a trial, not a trial. What is it called? It's basically like you have I to know do what like you're a. About. Yeah, I just can't think of the name. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My English is so bad right now. Like, as soon as I have to think about things, I'm like, yeah. uh, I know what yeah. you're talking about, though. And so I did it at an American elementary school because I wanted to become an English high school teacher, um, but I wanted to practice my English. And so I went to an American elementary school because I knew I was going to have to speak English all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of how I got into like the military, like in that area. They're like, oh, come to the military, like this party over here and come meet this. And then just kind of happened like that. 
Um, but that was my original plan. And then when I moved to the States, I was like, I don't want to be a teacher here. So <laughs> I just went into business management. I have a college degree in business management. Um, so I thought I was going to do something with that. But I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. I would want to be a movie star, but that there would never <laughs> Why not, right? There you go. I mean, if we're, you know, we get the pick. No. Exactly. There you go. Um, so I know you're busy, obviously, coaching and you're doing, you're doing your own thing, fighting. But I'm sure you've kept up with the UFC somewhat. Um, somewhat. With the fights and all that. Is there any certain fight that you know of that's coming up that you're most intrigued to watch or would want to watch? Um, so far, cause, so I have two Instagram accounts and on my personal one, it's mainly like friends and on my fighting one, like I try to follow all the promotions too. And that's how I kind of stay up to date on things. Mm-hmm. But right now it's just all the, like, the, like the, the fights that people want to see. I don't feel like anything, um, like they want, uh, like they're, they're talking about. Oh, shoot. What's his name? McGregor? No. Well, yeah, they, they talk about McGregor, but they've been talking about it for years. So I don't think he's actually... Come, I mean, I know he's looking ripped, and I know it's, it's like... And he wants to come back again, even though he looked horrible in his last fight. <sighs> just that in general, like, I just... I don't like him as a person anymore because of the persona. And that, that might not be the person that he really is, you know, but the persona is just... I, I he don't, knows, yeah, don't he knows what the... Yeah, I know. He knows how to promote. Yeah, I know. That's what... That's yeah. What the oh, Michael Chandler. Like, oh, they were, like, yeah. talking about Michael Chandler. about him, McGregor, yeah. right? And, and like, like those kind of fights. And then Makachev is... is rumored and like so many different ones so i just i haven't i haven't stayed up to date with that like i know tonight's fight i was pretty excited about seeing some of those wasn't it it was a fight night wasn't it i thought it was a pay-per-view 282 i thought it was a pay-per-view okay and then it's yeah coven holland um which i think it's awesome that him and wonder boy are are going against each other and then wonder boy was going to have jack black walk out with him which is the best thing ever um i'm i'm wondering i don't know exactly why but the tracy cortez fight got canceled with her and amanda um i'm curious i was curious about that very excited of course to see angie um i trained with her as well um so here in san diego we try to we call it the coven so a lot of the female fighters here in san diego we try to get together once a week to spar and so i mean going with somebody from her caliber is, is just, I mean, it's, it's been amazing, you know, just being around those kind of people. So I'm excited for her fight. Um, and then who else? Cause there was actually a few women fights. I remember that. So it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Again, we're not as much into it as I should. Um, also with like, not having a TV or just not. <laughs> oh, just and wait just till like, you get one in there, though. You get to see everything. I know, but then it also, like, finally being home on the weekends. And it's just kind of like, eh, do I want to go out? <laughs> so now I got to ask you, newly free agent, Nate Diaz. Where do you think he might end up? He's a newly free agent. 
That's unexpected. Uh, I knew that one was going to happen. Once they said his contract was up. I mean, he's been asking for it, so... Um, and that's another thing, like, it's so funny, like, I don't like Conor McGregor's persona, but I love Nate Diaz. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, it's funny, it's interesting. Um, I don't know what he's gonna do, because, you know, uh, Mosfidal has his own, um, show now, too, Icon. Yeah, yep, I heard, yep, I heard about that yep. one. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all just growing. So I don't know if, if he would start trying to have his own promotion or if he's actually going to keep fighting. I think he's not done fighting yet. Oh, hell no. Be hell no. Him and his brother? No. They're both. You, yeah. No. No. They've been, but fighting, I think, they've been fighting together all their lives against each other since they're brothers. So that, yeah. I, don't see them, I don't see them ever stopping. <laughs> I think there were, like, again, rumors, but, like, Scott from Bellator um, and, and Nate, I think that there were rumors that there was kind of like, you know, Scott was saying, like, we'll welcome you, you know? Like, so, I don't know. That could be a cool... That would be an interesting <laughs> fight. That would be interesting. I would, I would pick, see that. For him to go to Bellator would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. You know Bellator would pay him the money unlike the UFC. I mean, that's what people say, right? I, I can't really, like attest to it i've never been in the ufc no, um I, I and i've only fought with bellator once but it's like yeah it, that does seem to go around that bellator is paying um is paying a lot better i know from liz carmouche she's now the bellator champion yep. and i trained her for a little bit like she was the first one to say it she's like oh i make i i get treated so much better like i well taken care of like uh she's like yeah I've heard from some of the fighters. Trust me, I know. I've had quite a bit of fighters like yourself that were a part of UFC and been other promotions. And yeah, they're. And some are even in part of the lawsuit against Dana White and the UFC. So. Yeah. So, yeah, there's craziness going on over there. Over there with the UFC. It's interesting. But I mean, it's another. You know, if, if you want to look at it positively, that's also why it's now for PFL and Bellator and for these other promotions to come into play and to have, you know, like a fair game. Like, it's not monopolized anymore in that sense. So I, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's it's definitely giving fighters, you know, a fighting chance when it comes to their actual career. Exactly, yep. Exactly wherever they want to go, yes. Because the UFC is... Like you said, it's pretty hard. You 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 can contest to that too. It's pretty hard to get into. I mean, you literally gotta put yourself out there in order just to get scouted by them. Yeah, and you gotta have well enough coaches. I think that I think that for sure helps too. I think like having the coaches that have connections. I think that's everything. You know, it's 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 like having those connections because it's not saying that. You know, your coach is the one that can make it happen. It's not like they can tell the promotion, hey, they're going to be on it. But promotions tend to reach out to the coaches that they know. Hey, do you have a 125 fighter? Do you have, you know, they they do that. They have that relationship. And they're like, hey, we need a fighter for this fight. Like, so it, that's why it's good. It's definitely good to come from a, from a solid camp for sure. For sure. So now I ask this question to everybody. You obviously are doing it right now because you're coaching as well. What do you tell your students to get to the level of where you're at and to go even further if they choose to, to like another promotion, whatever? 
what do you what do you teach them to get to that point? God, okay, so I always look back at my teachings and I'm like, God, that was great, but I'm very very bad at like following my own advice. I always say like, do as I say, not as I do. Um, but because um, I have little kids, you know, and it's 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 just it's very important right now to have them kind of understand like that you know, martial arts, like BJJ is life, right? Right. Like jujitsu, there is a lot of similarities of like that you can look at, like mm-hmm. having these difficulties, getting through these difficulties. And I think, um, as a coach that, you know, I've had my losses, I think that's going to make me a better coach because not saying that a person undefeated is, is going to be a bad coach at all. Um, like look at Khabib, but it's, it's more of the, like, I can coach my kids through that. You know, I can coach my, my teammates through that and be like, Hey, I've been there. I know how this is like, keep going. You know, I, and, and I think that's also one of the reasons why I'm not willing to quit yet. Cause mm-hmm. I want to be that example. I want to be that example. It's like, all right, like I've been down there. I've, I've, you know, been on the, the flip side on the horrible record and people thinking I wasn't going to do anything and people telling me like, maybe you should just, you know, Oh God, so many people are telling me I just need to have kids already. So, <laughs> you know, like it, it's, it's mostly family, but no, so. Right. Understandable. Uh, oh yeah. I, I, and I have one friend that keeps asking me if I'm just going to take up knitting finally, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I want to be that example of like, no, I came back from that. Like I pushed through it and I, I want, I want to show that to the kids. I want to show that to eventually like my teammates, like, Hey, like it is going to be tough. And you're going to have to do what's uncomfortable a lot of times. And, you know, like, oh, I don't like wrestling. Yeah, I didn't like wrestling either. And I had to start wrestling. Like, yeah. you you, you have to get out of your comfort zone. I think that's one of the biggest lessons. Like, you have to get out of your comfort zone if you want to make something happen. Yeah, I agree with you. And I couldn't say any better. So I'll leave you off on this is a two-part question. Uh, you just brought up Khabib. First part of the question is, do you see him coming back? I know he says he's retired now, but do you see him coming back? And the second part of the question is, um, you as a fellow fighter, what do you think of these um, fighters that ultimately end up going to WWE, like Ronda Rousey, uh, Brock Lesnar, and um, what do you think about that? Do you think, do you like that has... A side gig, or what's your take as an MMA fighter going to that sort of field, which is fake? So I think for Khabib, first of all, I think Khabib is definitely a man of his word. So if he says he's retired, I I, I don't think he's coming back, you know. Um, things can change. People's emotions can change, you know, and, and, and going along with time. But I really think that he's 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 bringing up all the a lot of new talent right now you know like he he's found like his next role i think yeah because connor think, wants a third fight with him and i yeah and khabib said uh-uh nope I'm yeah ready. no no and and i don't i don't think he i don't think he'll come back um in regards to wwe i know a lot of people have like you know they'll, they'll pick their nose up on it is that the right way to say it yeah that's the right way okay to say it. Yep. okay sorry um and I think, like, look, like, you can't be fighting for the rest of your life. You can't. 
it's not a sport that you can do. Either you stay in it, you become a coach, you become a commentator, you right? You like you stay within that field, mm-hmm. or you find something that is going to be better in the long run. Like I think WWE considered fake. Like I think they still have to be athletes, right? I think they still have to endure a lot, but I do think it's a lot easier on that at that. It can be like, oh no, you should be fighting till you're 60. Like, or no, you should just stay at home. Don't go for something fake. You know, like I, I, yeah, I'm not against it at all. I, I think like that's, that's just a decision that you make from that. You know, it's like some people that are getting into acting, some, um, some, some of the fighters that are getting into acting, if they have acting skills, you know, I think they should. <laughs> is that they still have you, acting is that skills. You, know? that you would think of doing? Would you think of doing um, training for that? Yeah, I think that would be cool. I think I would. I would want to be a femme fatale. Like that would be. Yeah, I would love to do that. Be uh, face some of those wrestlers. Uh... <laughs> Oh, you mean wrestling? I thought yeah. you meant the movie well, thing. Well, acting oh, too. Um, you already said acting. You would do that. One. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I actually have, um, which is really funny. One of my teens that I had back in Rush MMA in uh, Macon, um, she's now into wrestling. She's in her twenties, and you know, she's a woman now. And um, she's like, she said that I inspired her to to, to really follow her dream in that. There and, you go. It's really cool to see that. I don't know if it would be me. I don't know. I think it would be cool. Like you could have a, per- you know, that's that's the same thing. The same reason I think I like acting. It's like having that persona, right? But it's also like you need to be comfortable with being that person. So it's it's like how how comfortable are you within your role? I guess. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I will not. Ne- I will never say never. There you go. Right. Oh, hey, never say never. I'll be looking out. I I guarantee you I'll be what cuz I I I well, I was a big WWE fan. I don't really watch it that much, but I'm AEW now, which is another wrestling promotion. Hey, if I see you in one of those these days, I know, hey. Hey, I interviewed her. Yeah, I think I got to interview you again. Isn't isn't Thunder Rosa her champion? AEW? She was. Okay, see? That's what I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she I, yeah. was their champion, but because of injury, she had yeah. to forfeit the title. And yeah, she doesn't okay. know when she's coming back. That's what I was going to ask you when you said Thunder Rosa. So she was an mma mayor. She, she did before an MMA fight, fight yeah. Oh, she did it for okay. Yes, yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, and you fought her. Damn. Nice. Nice. I, I, I honestly did not know that she was... I just only know by her by the name of Thunder Rosa. I know. That's why you were like, that's familiar. And I'm like, yeah. That's, <laughs> she's actually, like, really well known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like, you never you never, you would never know because she doesn't use her fighting skills in in wrestling because she just, you, you know, it's wrestling, it's fake moves. It's different, yeah. It's different. Now, a lot of MMAers that do that transition, they do do their MMA moves in the wrestling ring. So that's yeah, like why, Ronda. That's yeah, how yeah. I would know the difference. But Thunder Rosa, she hardly ever does that. And she was trained by one of the greats, um, Dusty Rhodes' kid, Dustin Rhodes. I, th- I think, um, I think she's, she was a wrestler before she got into MMA. I think so. Um, I'm not sure about it. So that might be a reason. Um but yeah, I know she has her blue belt. I know, I mean, she's in. She's into 
jujitsu. She's into boxing. She's into that. Um, but yeah, not sure why it's not translating. Maybe you should interview her. It's a good question to ask. If I am a, if I knew her, I mean, I I tried reaching out, but that's tough. I mean, with AEW, I mean, you gotta uh, find the right person. Yeah, you have to go through people. Okay, sorry. Why do you obviously you know her personally? So hey, maybe she might be able to do it under your table since she's hurt. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I can't make any promises. Well, all you can do is ask her and then let me know. That's all you can do. Exactly. And no is what you have, and a yes is what you can get. Exactly. Just let me know once you ask. There you go. Um. So I will leave you off on this question. And then we'll go from there, and we'll end it. I do got to ask you, do you do you respect what the Paul brothers are doing? Even though with their character, I know you like said the same with uh, Conor McGregor, even though I don't know if that's how he is in real life, but his character, yeah. you have problems with that. What about the Paul brothers? Um, Again, with the character, I'm just kind of like, eh, but... I think they're trying to do a lot of good in the sport, though. Like, seeing what they're trying to promote, like, you know, like, advocate for and, like, fighting against the UFC for, like, some of the inequalities. And and um, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed by that part. And also, you know, like, they they are boxers. Like people are like, they're not boxers. I'm like, they are now. They, they are training. They are doing all these things. They aren't just people that like walked off the couch and went into a boxing ring. Like these are people like when you see the video of Jake Paul, like originally hitting mitts, you're like, Oh my God. But that's how most people look when they first start, you know, like we, you don't know. Yeah. And so right now, like going against somebody like Anderson Silva, whether people say it's, you know, that was fake or not. Like, obviously he's got some skills so I don't, I don't think you can you can deny that do i think he's like one of the greatest boxers ever or is he going to be uh, i don't know i i'd have to i'd have to kind of i mean i respect what they're doing but if you want to get to somewhere and get noticed i get all the money is there and that's what you're <laughs> going to get but once you want to fight somebody, I mean, Ederson Silver's pretty much been the only one closest that, even though yeah he's older, Ederson Silver's the only closest one that's been that's that can do it all. That's close to yeah. he. I mean, I was so disappointed with Tyron Woodley fight. I was so disappointed. That was a joke, and so was Ben oh, Askren. That other one that oh yeah, Ben Askren just yeah. I don't I. I don't want to talk bad about people. <laughs> but I'm fair. I don't I'm either, but I mean, those, those. I'm amazed on. he was one champions, uh, like championships champion for as long as he was. But again, that was like the wrestling, right? That was like what he was good at. And he knew how to use his game plan. So that's also a part of MMA. So, but um, I don't know. Then again, like we didn't really get to see much from him in the UFC, you know? Like, no, we didn't. No. It's just, I, I mean, I just wish he would, I mean, again, I respect him. I just wish they, he would fight somebody on the counter no, with him. On the you're definitely right, but he wants to, right? Doesn't he want to? Or does, he is wants that... to, but you, if you got all this money, which he does, because both him and his brother are YouTubers, well, that's how they got there. That's why I respect him, because they were both YouTubers, and they came up 
through the ranks to make millions. Yeah. I respect them for that, but none of them have really fought anybody. Like, look, look up, look at what uh, I think Jake's now with WWE, so he's doing that. So I, he's had a couple fights there, but Logan, the no, Logan is with WWE. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Jake. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Sorry. They get Jake. Is, Jake see, is the one who's fighting all the like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gets see. He, they could be twins. That's how diff- That's how difficult it is to tell them apart. True, true, true. I just know, like, people's, like, Jake Paul gets thrown a lot more in the boxing. So I think that's one and of I the respect, reasons. And I respect that. He is, yeah, he's got, granted, yes, he has gotten better, but Anderson Silver, like I said, is the only one closest. Yeah. That no, be, yeah. I mean, For him to prove his caliber, he needs to fight people at that like the level that he thinks he is or wants like to be like fight a tyson fury or something who's in their prime still like tyson fury is way bigger than him though true but if you're looking the if you're looking to get noted with competition i mean that's true when you're competing against retired ufcers what, what point are you trying to make or retired boxers because now the latest i hear he wants to I don't, this is just rumors. I don't know if it's true, but he wants to fight Tyson. Mike Tyson? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see where it goes. I think he's also he's what he's doing is just more getting getting eyes on him, you know, so he can whether it is accomplishing things that he wants to accomplish or if it is money, like whatever it is. But he's he's trying to. You know, get the right pair of eyes on him, Which and I think mean? that's why you know, that's why he's getting talked about. That's why people are like, "Oh my God!" Whether you think he's great or not, like he's getting talked about, and that was that. You know, that's probably like that was the original goal. So and it's as long just kind of people pay to see the fights, which they do. Yep. Now we can just keep moving towards you know what he really wants. Like it's it's. We don't know the end game, you know? Well, that's the same with the former athletes. Like, other athletes, sports athletes doing the same thing and getting in the... Like, uh, the football player also got he also got into MMA. Um, Hardy. That oh, Hardy. yeah. Then you got uh, Nate Robinson, boxing. Ocho Cinco, former wide receiver, is also getting into boxing. You got all these other athletes getting into it. Like, it's like, man... If it's so easy to get into, damn, I might as well get into it. Get my nose busted open. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not going to say that it's not easy, but I do think that it's something that you can gradually get into without really understanding, like, how deep you are into it, right? It's like I said, like, I started with a cardio kickboxing and now a professional fighter. Right. But I didn't start cardio kickboxing with the, with the intent of, like, I'm going to be a fighter one day. It's just something like you 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 get entered in, like you enter in this culture, a subculture, right? And, and you get surrounded by it, and that, the your friends, these people become your friends. This becomes your circle. This is where you're around. These people have goals. You're trying to, you know, like it's it just kind of grows like that. So I mean, I can see that as an athlete that you're just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm an athletic person. Like that's who you identify as. Like I am a I'm an athlete. Like. I'm not going to keep playing football or I'm not going to keep playing, you know, like, but I want to do something next. Like it, it might be that. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I never, I never hate on it. I'm, sometimes I'm just kind of like, but I mean, that's every, 
people do that with me too, probably. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, again, I thank you for your time. We went way over what I projected, but hey, I'm not sorry. <laughs> it's all good. I, I didn't expect it either. I only want it, uh, but yeah. I'm still going to go out, but yeah, I didn't expect it either. I guess it just happens, but I, I, well, I'm glad I, you enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Yes, so, sir. Uh, good luck to you. I hope you definitely get more fights. Keep it going Thanks. strong. Whether that may be wins, losses, I, I don't care. As long as you happy doing what you're doing, that's the main thing. Yes, sir. So, and good luck to you and your hubby. Hopefully you get kids soon that you want, so... So, um, yeah, good luck to you. I hope you that. And definitely I'll stay in touch with you. I'll text you. Share this if you want to on on your pages. I'll send you the episode as soon as we get done here. And, yeah, just stay in touch with me. Let me know. You can, Like I said, it don't hurt to ask. You can ask her and then let, yep. me, know, and then let me know. And if she says no, I have to go to somebody else, then, oh, well, at least you tried. Yeah. So. But it was fun. I do thank you. Thank you again. I appreciate it. It was fun. I appreciate you. No All right. Problem. You have a good night. Drive safe. I will. You too. Take Bye. care. Right. Bye. Nadine Mandial or Mandial. Sorry, Mandial. That's how she pronounced it. I don't want to mess it up. But that was a great conversation. Went longer than I wanted to. Because uh, guy got to make money. But... <laughs> Regardless, it was a fun conversation. Um, thank you again to Podcast One for doing this and teaming up with me on this. And definitely to betonline.net as well. Use the promo code Podcast One. Get all your bets out. MLB soon down the line. You got NHL games going strong right now. The Lightning just won, so you got if you had your money on the Lightning, they would you would win money. Uh, UFC is today, as we just talked about. I think it was a fight night. I don't know, pay-per-view, somewhere around there. But you got all this going on, NBA, you name it. Just use the promo code PODCAST1 and get 50% off. And this concludes episode 107. You guys have a good night.